0: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedikin. Let's start out by thanking our Patreon contributors who donated over at patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This week we had Karen, Lisette, another Karen, Juliana, Annie, Leah, Jamie, another Jamie, Shelley, Allison, Jeanette, Greta, Louise, Jessica. Kara, Willa, a Willow, Kel Kel, Sarah, another Sarah. Lots of dual names this week. (laughs) Yeah. Brandy, Lynn, Tara, Christy, Shay, Brittany, Michael, Caitlin, Leah,
1: and Annery. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, Rachel. So you already know the drill. I got. Like three different books this week. <laughs> I just kept changing my mind. I was not feeling well this week and I could not focus. So these books were out of the question. And then I said, I should just do an old fun round, like roundup uh, of some more Real housewife scandals. And wouldn't you know, today another crime broke out while I was finishing this episode up I am not doing the Salt Lake City girls today. I am doing the New York Housewives. But Jen Shaw of the Housewife, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, has been arrested today for I'm not quite sure what her her deal is. It's like a telemarketing scam, fraud, like wire fraud, yes. kind of one of those things. She was doing a whole lot of shit. I think most of her. Um, Her people, she the people she defrauded were senior citizens, Right, did you
0: read about this? I haven't, but I'm going to be listening to Kara Berry's emergency podcast that she just released today. Okay, yeah. So So
1: if you want to hear the whole scoop, go to Kara's podcast, she's done the work on this. I'll save uh Jen for when we go down the Salt Lake City path, we'll have to wait for a few more of them to commit some crime. (laughs) Uh, So the best part for me is that it does appear that she was in glam while she when she got arrested. Did you see those images? <laughs> yeah, it looked like they were filming. Yeah, I think they're in the middle of filming season two. Right. So that will be a great little uh, moment on yeah. season two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So, yeah, like as I said before, go check out Kara's Breakdown. I'm sure it's excellent. Yes. And we'll save her for another day. We'll get the whole trial in and all of it. Yep. So, as I mentioned earlier, I am going to be focusing on The Real Housewives of New York this week. This is one of my favorite bunches, like in the series, this is one of my favorite group of gals. Uh, we have lots of divorce, cheating scandals, some assaults, and quite a few D- DUIs. <laughs> Money can't buy you class, and these ladies prove it. Rachel, <laughs> is that your housewife? My- <laughs> is that your housewives' tagline? Well, that is not my housewife's tagline, but it could be. That's the housewife's tagline for this episode. Yes. Now that is a song. But it's a riff on a song by Luann, Countess Luann. She has quite a few singles, but I'm going to get to her last because she's definitely the um, big one in this episode. First up, I'm going to get to Sonia Morgan. Now, Sonia is definitely one of my favorite New York housewives. Uh, A little bit about her background she was a model and she also went to FIT for marketing before she became a hostess at San Pietro Restaurant in New York City. Now, I looked this restaurant up. It opened in 1992 in Midtown Manhattan and was the power lunch spot during the 90s. It still exists today. I just know
0: back in 1992, people were eating up those (laughs) cornmeal-crusted
1: sun-dried tomato pizzas. Uh, this restaurant, by the way, I looked at their menu. It is one of those Italian restaurants that is very expensive. I looked up a cacio e pepe. It was $40, and on the plate was a spotted egg, like next to the pasta, I guess to make it worth $40. <laughs> like do you crack the egg over the- I- I think it was just decoration. Was, like, where's the spotted egg that was in your dish? Like I have no idea. Everything, like any kind of meat was sixty dollars an entree. Pastas were for all forty dollars, around forty dollars. Jeez. Expensive restaurant. So this is where Sonia was working when she met John Adams Morgan. Uh you might recognize the name. He is from the J.P. Morgan family. Whoa. So this is a very wealthy family. They do banking and all that finance shit that I don't fucking know how it works. So she had the life of a socialite when she hooked up with this guy. Now, I did read a little bit about it, and it almost seemed like he's like not really the rich one in that family, <laughs> but he has like obviously some inheritances and stuff like that. Uh, but still very wealthy. One other little detail I found that I thought was really funny, because obviously Sonia does a lot of charity work, and she received an award called the Singular Sensation Award. <laughs> like this song from A Chorus yes. Line? <laughs> yes. I don't know why I thought that was such a funny title, because it's like very New York for some reason, and you you just know it was like a piece of shit award. Like it's not a good wa- award. <laughs> well, 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 who was giving out the award? I have no idea. Um, so... Obviously at some point these two despite being madly in love break up uh and it was a very big mystery as to why they broke up but I found a reddit board that has some insight into what might have happened let me ask a question yes cuz I didn't watch New York so were they together while the show star when the show no. started sonia was already she was already great gardens and like sonia is the great gardens character of this uh this uh, series. So like, she is the one who lived in a dilapidated townhome <laughs> of her previous marriage that she could barely afford to keep up. That is a storyline for many years because she cannot afford this massive townhouse. I have no idea where exactly it is, um, but an expensive area, I'm sure. So she can't keep it up, and it's right. always breaking down, etc. Now, in this Reddit board, they said that from what they understood... Her husband had a skiing accident while they were on vacation. Oh, no, she was on vacation partying in the south of France. She says she didn't realize how severe it was, so she intended to finish out her vacation in the south of France, and he took that as a sign of disloyalty and immediately started divorce proceedings. Wait, so he was also on vacation? No, he was on a separate vacation. Also skiing. He was skiing. She's just in the south of France partying. Oh. She's not even skiing. Uh, But she does ski. So, so, okay. So she continued partying instead of rushing to his aid. Yes. And he didn't like that. Now, she said after the accident, he changed and got mean because of his brain injury. I'm sorry. That is cold. That is so cold. Because I was like, well, so it was very serious if he he actually had an injury so severe, his personality changed from it. Right. Uh, Now, obviously, he also then left her for her best friend. They haven't spoken since, um, the, they have a daughter together who was never on the show because he did not sign off, uh, the release, I guess, cause she was under 18 for most of the time Sonia has been on. So yeah, not a great relationship. Now after the divorce, uh, Sonia got very desperate for money Enter real housewives of New York. She got this a few years after their divorce was all wrapped up. Now Sonia's first season was the third season of real housewives of New York and she was pretty, pretty low-key the first season, I think, as a lot of them are, unless they come in with a bang. Like, some of them definitely do. Well, a lot of the housewives
0: nowadays, I think, and now that the show's been on for a long time, they come on to the series knowing
1: what they're they're signing up for. Yes. So they play it up a lot. And they know they need to make a big impression for a season or they're probably not going to get asked back. Right. Like, uh, so Sonya has a low-key season, but... After that season finished wrapping up, she was in the Hamptons partying and got pulled over on a Monday morning in Southampton after blowing through a stop sign at two am. She had been at a friend's house for Memorial Day and was partying it up uh, when she got this DUI. So she got she had like an eventful off season. She actually refused to take a breathalyzer after failing field sobriety test. And that was a pretty big news story for her because she had been so low-key, everyone was like, oh. like." And her legal troubles were not over then. One of the main plot points, as I mentioned earlier, is Sonia's desperate attempts to maintain and pay for this luxury townhome. Making matters even worse for her is at some point she is sued and saddled with a $7 million judgment that led to her filing for bankruptcy initially. What was she sued for? Well, Sonia... Look, Sonia is a failed business venture one after the other. She's always trying and always failing. Now, this was her attempt to become a movie mogul. Uh She had a production company called Sonia Productions. (laughs) And she hooked up with a more legitimate movie company called Hannibal Pictures, Inc. They were trying to make a movie with John Travolta called Fast Flash to Bang Time. The movie was... Sort of being backed by Sonia, and then it fell through because Travolta had demands that couldn't be met by Sonia, so he backed out and they didn't have their star anymore. Now, the owner of Hannibal Pictures is named Richard Rianda del Castro. Uh, He, after he gets this victory, he releases a quote with the confirmation by one of the highest courts of our country. The masks are falling and there is no longer any doubt that we were defrauded and severely damaged. So Sonia had to pay him $7 million? Right. She didn't fucking have $7 million. So this was like a big disaster for her. Now, I want to say that Hannibal (laughs) Pictures, their other movies are... Things Fall Apart starring Curtis Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and Mario Van Peebles and Casino Jack starring Kevin Spacey. (laughs) So I'm just saying maybe they don't make the best decisions. Nothing against 50 Cent, but like Kevin Spacey. What is Casino Jack? Did that ever even come out? I don't know. Now, I can see why Sonia thought this might have been a good idea. Fast Flash to Bang Time was about two troubled FBI agents searching for a killer and a kidnapped infant. The agents were troubled because one was a crack addict and the other was addicted to sex. (laughs) Does Sonya have any experience in film at all? No. No. Now, the director of this film was to be the guy who directed Point Point Break, That's the surfing or like the Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Okay. (laughs) It was also being set in Las Vegas. So um, according to the press release, Las Vegas is the last stop for FBI FBI agents who have screwed up. I honestly did not know that was true. Uh, So yeah. Now she has other failed business ventures, but that was definitely the biggest She, at some point, briefly tried to start Tipsy Girl, which was a line of Prosecco and Sparkling Rosé. They always start a booze company. Well, Bethany Frankel was not really happy about this because she has a line called Skinny Girl. I know all about Skinny Girl. (laughs) Skinny
0: Girl margaritas.
1: Yes. So she... I remember this scene well because she was like, Tipsy Girl, and Sonia was like, What? It's not the same thing. Sonia is... Sonia has that charm about her where she can kind of get away with these things. And you can't quite tell if she's as dumb as she comes off sometimes. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I like her despite it all. Now, she recently uh, launched a fashion line. She does have a background in, in marketing. She she studied marketing at FIT, which is a fashion institute of technology, if you don't know. Uh, so she presented a clothing line at New York Fashion Week in September of 2019 I I saw this episode. (laughs) It was fine fashion. But the big drama there was the new housewife, Leah McSweeney, who's like in her 30s. So she was like the youngest, coolest housewife, technically. She gave her like, basically like cashmere sweatpants. And Leah was like furious that she got the bad, the worst outfit. It was pretty bad. Oh, so you were saying that the housewives walked in the show. Yes, the housewives all, that's like, you know, they always do this. They all walk in the fucking show. Uh, Ramona, one of the housewives, I hate her. She has an v- infamous fashion walk uh, that's often gift because it's so insane. Um, so Sonia also wears the pieces from her collection. Now, this was sort of successful. Um, she has her website for this, and it's also sold at Century 21. What's the name of the line? <laughs> I think it's just called Sonia. <laughs> But people, there was a minor controversy when fans on Reddit accused Sonia of ripping off pieces from AliExpress. (laughs) (laughs) That's low. That's pretty low. But my favorite business venture of Sonia was when she was going to market her own line of toaster ovens. Why? Why? Well, Rachel, uh, Sonia is a firm believer that all you need to have a successful gourmet dinner party and party hors d'oeuvres is a toaster oven. No. She cooks no. everything in her toaster oven. No. She had a photo shoot with hunky men and topless without shirts on posing with her with these toaster ovens. And she had recipes on her website. To use the toaster oven. Now, the season that she was doing this, um, there was a Heather was a housewife, and she had a successful kind of Spanx um, clothing line, like a whatever form-fitting or what are those called, like shape shape shapewear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she helped Sonia, and then she's like, "I felt so stupid because this whole time I was helping her, and the whole it was just a phony fucking storyline. Right? Like she had never planned to do this." But she did have a website with recipes, so of course I went to look at her recipes. One of them was toaster oven potato chips. Now, Sonia claims these are a healthy alternative to store-bought chips. She first had them as a young model in Milan. That she made herself? (laughs) No, I think she first had these type of things in Milan. I don't really see why you'd have to go to Milan there. Uh, She does not suggest children make this as it involves peeling a potato. This is in her instructions. (laughs) And she says they are delicious without salt or with, but feel free to experiment, Rachel.
0: I'm not eating without
1: without salt. She serves them with icy cold vodka shots. Very healthy. Uh, But you do you, Rachel. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Sonia is very sex positive. Um, she once washed her sex toys in the dishwasher with all of her other dishes. That was a little highlight reel for her. And she also has one of the best taglines ever. People call me over the top, but lately I prefer being a bottom. That's when, <laughs> that's when she was going through a sexual renaissance. You know that what? Season. That is
0: bait for the
1: gay audience. Yes. I mean, she. I think she's a fan favorite of the gay audience. I'm sure. For sure. Now, Sonia is sometimes, though... The voice of reason like she can surprise you every once in a while because i feel like uh ultimately she is an empathetic and kind person one of these instances was in an episode that fans call scary island now <laughs> this involved a cast member who is no longer on the show called kelly ben simone she is a formal mo- model and ex-wife of fashion photographer jill ben simone Now, she famously has a nervous breakdown on this episode, which is a housewife vacation. Now, you know shit's going down when they take a trip. This also is at a a dinner party at a housewife vacation. So it's double duty. Whenever there's a dinner party, it's drama.
0: Whenever they go away, it's drama. If If you combine the two, that's a recipe for
1: disaster. Right. So this was a trip that the ladies took to St. John's, which I believe is the Virgin Islands. Uh, The episode was titled "Sun, Sand, and Psychosis." Now, (laughs) Jesus, you know what? So even Bravo is like. I just have to say, (laughs) as someone, look if I had a
0: if I had a nervous breakdown on a reality show, first of all, I'd be really embarrassed. Because I look, it could happen to me. I have mental health. Oh, issues. I was
1: if I'm around people that long and yeah.
0: irritated, I'm gonna break. If, There's but, no way. But if like six months after the fact when the episode aired and they <laughs> called it Sun Sand and Psychosis, I would lose it.
1: Yeah. Again. I mean I was shocked I lose it again. I was shocked when I saw the episode title because I was like, damn, they just <laughs> fucking went there. <laughs> like, uh so Kelly is a mess. This is like a classic thing where she doesn't feel comfortable with the women, but she agrees to go on this vacation with them, living in the same house, basically. Do you know what I mean? It's like she has put herself in this situation where it's like, shit's going to happen because you're not happy. Right. Reality shows are definitely not for everybody. Like, It can be a lot. So... She first goes after Ramona. She calls Ramona white noise. She accuses Bethany of being a creep and a hoe bag. She she accuses another former housewife, Alex, of being a vampire. There's a moment when Ramona apologizes to Bethany because Bethany is always fighting with someone. And Kelly mocks Ramona, asking her if she's going to sit on Bethany's lap and make out with tongue. Now, (laughs) at some point she calls... Jill Zarin, who is not on the vacation but is a housewife at the time. I think Jill might be coming back soon. That would be great. Now, she's having paranoid nightmares that Bethany... Is going to kill her On the phone call Here's a bullet point Of what she tells Jill Bethany has knives In her mouth I have dreams Where Bethany's going re 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 <laughs> And making Stabbing motions at me Wait this is Kelly is Kelly is telling this To J- Jill Zarin On a, on a phone call oh She says Bethany shot The Archduke Ferdinand And she says I have a terrible case Of spider brain So we know Kelly is going Through some shit When we see this phone call Look I
0: relate to it, Kelly It's honestly. next level
1: No it is next level Now, Ramona then accuses Kelly because uh, Sonia goes into Kelly's room and smells cat urine smell. Uh And Ramona says that that's meth because she has heard that meth smells like ammonia. Is that true? It's a very specific smell. I mean, I don't trust Ramona's opinion. Yeah. Like... It could just be a cat piss. Like that would be the most Occam's razor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I don't think that it's true. I just think
0: of it like when you smoke meth, it has a very specific
1: meth smell. Right. So everyone's like, no, 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 no. And the funny, another funny thing with this, this Bethany Kelly thing starts to really heat up when, when Kelly refuses to call Bethany a chef and she says, Bethany is just a cook. Now, <laughs> And she says, not a chef like Rachel Ray, which I have to admit is a very big burn. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bethany had like a catering company. So she's Bethany's making dinner. That's yeah. why this starts coming yeah. up. Now, another classic moment in this uh, fight between them is that at some point, Bethany gets fed up. She looks at Kelly and says, you can't handle the truth. Now we all know this line. This line is from a few good men. Jack Nicholson says it. And Kelly says, Oh my God, Al Sharpton. (laughs) She thinks it was an Al Sharpton line that that Bethany is saying to her. I'd like to also think like in the next scenes, like she's eating gummy bears through a lot of this big battle at this dinner party. It's crazy. Now, Bethany and Kelly really start going at it. At some point, Kelly interrupts her, interrupts her and says, "What about when you attacked Gwyneth, my friend Gwyneth?" Bethany asks, "Who's Gwyneth?" And without skipping a beat, Kelly says, "Paltrow." And what about Rachel? <laughs> no idea what she's talking about. Now, a big meme moment from this episode is Bethany yelling at Kelly to go to sleep. Go to sleep. You're crazy. You're insane. Like It gets (laughs) to that level. Uh, They're just going at it really hardcore. Now, here's where Sonia comes in. She is the little cutie pie here. She says, you guys, we're all sane and Kelly is not. So now we're just ganging up on a crazy person. (laughs) So it's kind of sweet, but it's like, you could have maybe not said it in front of Kelly. (laughs) Like, she is being sincere. So the ladies do kind of recognize this is more serious than Kelly just trying to get attention or whatever they think about her. She's eventually escorted from the island by a Bravo um, producer. So she does get out of there. So this was serious enough that production stepped in. I think that production stepped in and Kelly was like, I need to get out of here. Like, it really was... Uncomfortable, like right. there's been breakdowns which were definitely more funny, and there are funny moments here. But it was what I, it was definitely one of those things where you're like, okay, like this is a little more serious than normal, right? Now, I mean, this was Kelly's second season, I think, and she did come back for one more. But I think it was definitely like, I'm on the way out, dude. Uh, I would, for be, sure, I would be so soured by that whole experience. Now, Kelly, there might have been some indication to Bravo that Kelly might have had issues being on a show like this where she's constantly being monitored. During her first season of filming, she was involved in a domestic violence scandal after she was arrested on March 5th, 2009 for punching her fiance, 30-year-old Nick Stefanoff, in the face. Now, (laughs) she went at him, hit him in the face with a closed fist, causing him to suffer a laceration below his left eye and substantial pain, pain, according to the criminal complaint. Her lawyer said the allegations are by a jilted lover, saying she struck him during the course of an argument. We deny the charges, and we hope this will be resolved." Stefanoff, though, said that he still loved Ben Simone and blamed the stress from their recent engagement and the pressure of being on the TV show for causing her to snap. He said, she's a great girl. I do want it to work out, but what are you supposed to do when a girl is hitting you? You just sit there like a punching bag? If I had hit her, I'd be sitting in a jail cell right now, he said. Uh, He also claimed that that was not the first time he had been hit by her. Now, he didn't want to, he wanted to drop charges, but obviously we all know once you Put those charges they kind of go through like you can't stop them at that point so she does get off um she does like community service or something like that he he claims that they were engaged she comes out and says they were never engaged uh at all so she claims that he's also a liar now this goes back and forth but eventually after the um charges are dropped they do have an on and off again relationship going forward after that for a while. Um, according to Bethany, when she still liked her, she said, I can't imagine this being true, but all I can say is love shouldn't hurt. Uh, Wait, did <laughs> Bethany tweet that? I don't know if she tweeted it. It's she, possible. She
0: tweets a lot. She just got in
1: trouble for tweeting something. Dude, it was... she. Oh, twe- Meghan Markle. Yeah, right? she tweeted some bullshit about Meghan Markle. Especially when I get into some stuff coming up, you're okay. going to be like, what? Now uh kelly is by the way a real estate agent a real estate agent right now
0: <laughs> Hell yeah! But
1: she was something and they're like and now she's with douglas ellison <laughs> it was like good for her uh so love shouldn't hurt bethany is absolutely right but as we all know on the real housewives love hurts a lot for almost all of these women not in a physical way <laughs> but there's a lot of shit going down especially with these ladies Visit betterhelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? As I've mentioned, there's been tons of divorces across the franchises. Almost every couple ends up getting divorced or breaking up. And I'm going to get into Bethany's because she has one of the messiest divorces, I think, in Real Housewife history, which was why it was so ironic that she did dunk on Meghan Markle for trying to get attention or whatever her tweet was. It's like, uh, you are the worst of the bunch, hon. Now, she... In the early seasons of Real Housewives of New York, she meets a guy named Jason Hoppy while they're on the show. This is a major storyline because Bethany had been single. She was like the single housewife, the only single one on New York in the early ups. That's what I love about the Real Housewives franchise is you don't even have to
0: technically be a housewife. <laughs> no. You just have to like... Be, you know, in your 40s or older, have a lot of plastic surgery, and wear bandage dresses.
1: Right. So she meets Jason. Everyone's really happy for her um, because Bethany is very damaged. She fears vulnerability. So everyone was like, yay, she's found love. Now she meets Jason. They get married on a TV special. She's pregnant. So they eventually have their baby Bryn. And they start in a Bravo spinoff called Bethany Ever After. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so Bethany does leave uh, the real Housewife show during this period. she focuses on her business endeavors. obviously she comes back at some point, but things get super ugly when Jason and Bethany announce that they are getting divorced. They have a big court battle that includes financial is- sorry financial issues as well as the custody agreement regarding their daughter. They fucking hate each other. During this whole battle, during the initial years anyway, she he still lives in the apartment and refuses to leave. So they're like in the apartment together. Bethany is obviously very stressed about this. Um, so this happened in 20, 2010. They got married. They filed for divorce, I think, in early 2013. So uh, things get really messy. Eventually, Hoppy is arrested at his Manhattan apartment four hours after Bethany claimed that he rushed her and her new boyfriend at the time, Dennis Shields, after they had dropped um, their daughter off at school and they began to have a screaming fight. uh, And she calls the cops on him after this. Now, she says that in her complaint that he said to her, there's nothing you can do to stop me. You'll be sorry. You've been warned. I can't help it. (laughs) sorry. Oh, no. Now, he comes off as, by the way, the meekest guy when we first meet him. So to hear these stories about his evil side was honestly shocking during this confrontation he looks at shields the new boyfriend and says that bethany is pure evil before adding you've been warned don't say i didn't warn you he says that to the new boyfriend yes now prior to that um hoppy had sent over 150 emails in less than three months to bethany he had called her complaints that he was harassing her comical and told her, I'll never go away. He was charged with harassment in the second degree and stalking in the fourth degree uh, according to an NYPD. Spokesperson. The degree. Yeah. I don't even what, know how whoa. many degrees are there. <laughs> uh, so maybe this is like um, an email stop. Like it's an email harassment. Here's, here's what I think stalking in the fourth
0: degree is. Don't come at me. <laughs> I think stalking in the fourth degree is when you get your friend to stalk their Facebook because you've been blocked. Ooh. That's what I think. It I is. like it.
1: So she does get a six-month restraining order against him the following day, and that prohibits him from speaking to her or any unnamed third party involved in the incident who was probably the boyfriend. Now, his attorney responds to these charges by telling the news outlets, we look forward to having all the evidence and the truth exposed in a courtroom. So he's definitely like, I'm going to get this. Now, he comes after um, Hoppy accuses bethany at this point of abuse as well uh so they're going back and forth here um he says mr the lawyer says mr hobby has sent hundreds of escalating texts and emails to miss frankel her assistants and her boyfriend demanding that she meet with him unnecessarily stating that he'll never go away and you have no choice but to go to extremes so he's basically saying i'm doing this because you won't agree to talk and see to me uh, custody arrangement custody battles seem really intense now he also wants requ- he requests copies of her life insurance policies and tells her things like i'll pray for you so that is pretty creepy now frankel eventually sues him for full custody of their then 7-year-old daughter bryn this happens about a year after this arrest
0: she's 7 at this point
1: yes so because of the way he's acting she sues for full custody i feel
0: really bad for this kid yeah. Cuz custody battles if they're particularly ugly and obviously this one clearly was, that can yeah. be very traumatizing for a kid.
1: Now, this is about August 2018. He Dennis Shields, Bethany's boyfriend or her on and off again boyfriend, dies of a drug overdose <gasps> in Trump Tower. Did you hear this story? Uh, uh. So this was a pretty big news story I mean i I, I think don't... they were like best friends and they dated so it was like an unclear relationship at this point but he dies and obviously Bethany is devastated. Hoppy uses this information of this death by drug overdose It's an accidental drug overdose. It was like an opiate uh, overdose, I think so a prescription drug overdose it wasn't a suicide uh, he now says that he questions her ability to parent because her on on again, off again boyfriend had died of this overdose, and that he, she had let this guy care for their daughter. So she put him, she put their daughter in danger by letting this man be a caretaker. Now, obviously, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. She's upset about this. Um, he also brings up that she probably has an alcohol p- problem as well, and he brings into the courtroom footage of her on Real Housewives of New York City where she's drunk. Now, he, like, shows these things where she passes out drunk at, like, one of these vacations where they all go away. So she's uh, walking around nude sometimes because they always get topless in the pool together. I have no idea why. Oh, my God. They love doing that. So he's using this footage from Real Housewives to claim that she also has some kind of addiction problems. Having your reality
0: show footage be brought into court, a courtroom is so dark.
1: Yeah. And it's such a thoroughly modern problem. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, didn't we do something, you had an old case where the husband was saying that the woman was like trashy. It was like from the twenties. Wasn't there like some, that she was at a picnic and it was like a wild picnic. Yes, Like that's what that version, (laughs) this is like a modern version of that. Right. But you have video evidence now where they willingly allowed this to air, so clearly they don't think it's bad, It's not even just video
0: evidence. It's my wife, my ex-wife, who's on a reality show.
1: Right, and in the show, in this particular clip, she said that the reason she passed out, like, on camera was because she had mixed Ambien with alcohol. So he's obviously going to use whatever he can to get this uh, stuff. You know, he wants to win custody, or he wants to stop her from getting full custody, at, at the very least. Now, she... She then starts describing to the court that he is trying to turn their now eight year old daughter Brynn against her. He has turned her life into a torture chamber. And according to Brittany, when he comes to her Tribeca apartment to pick up the daughter, he'll often leave messes in the toilet. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. So he comes to pick up Brynn from her Tribeca apartment and will use the bathroom and leave like shit in the toilet. That is such a dick move. That is such a... Only a guy would think of doing... <laughs> such a <thing>. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> a girl would never self-own themselves that way, that is, I think, just to piss off someone. No,
0: I mean, look, women are capable of doing... E- we would do different evil things. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Women are capable of plenty of evil things. That is a very specific uh, a guy thing. They would take a dump in your toilet and And leave leave it for you. And leave it there.
1: Absolutely. Now, this goes back and forth. Um, she, She also accuses him of turning their daughter against him. And I don't doubt that both of these people are probably speaking negatively about the other in some small way to to their daughter, which I don't think you should do at all. Now she also gets cross examined by his attorneys and it is revealed that she called her ex-husband white trash and wants to water on him while he was sleeping. This is a major moment. <laughs> so his attorney at some point asked Frankel about the incident in which she called her husband white trash. She says, He says, you called him right trash, correct? She said, I think I called his family that. So that is her clarification. Uh, That's even worse for (laughs) some reason. He gets out the transcript because it was like in a transcript from a 2014 uh, hearing. And in the transcript, it says that she is calling hoppy white trash after he told her he found an investor to fund his divorce battle so she's that like that is
0: trash that is pretty
1: trashy she's like yes now he also reads from the transcript that said the time she threw water on his ex her ex-husband while he was in bed There was a time when he was sleeping and you threw water on him, correct? She said, I don't know if he was sleeping, but I threw water on him. He then gets the transcript and it said, I splashed water on him while he was sleeping. I cracked. So it's just like, (laughs) she's like nitpicking these things. Uh, It's just a funny back and forth. So she's like, oh yes, like I did. And then she starts crying at some point, talking about how he would taunt her with FaceTime calls. Now, (laughs) this is like the most petty, deranged. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen two public figures and him to a lesser extent go all out in such a dirty way, knowing that we're all seeing and hearing everything. Like it's unbelievable to me that she kind of did this and didn't try to keep it more low key. This custody divorce mess wasn't settled finalized until January, 2021. This went on for like eight fucking years. (sighs) So Brittany, I'm sorry, Bethany is now engaged to a film producer named Paul Burnin. So I guess she's happily moved on. I do remember her finally being very relieved that this is all over with. So yeah, I think that she's mostly, uh, she does a lot of charity work now. I know she had a lot of, she was very invested in helping out Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. That was a storyline on The Real Housewives. It started up then. She went with Dorinda in a famous uh, episode, (laughs) of course. Um, And she's also, I read this, which I thought was interesting. She has a severe fish allergy. This has been a a storyline on uh, Real Housewives of New York a few times. And she's now demanding that airlines stop serving fish on flights because it's a hazard to people with fish allergies to be in the presence of seafood and a Closed, um, commercial, or like an airline I think, airplane. I think it's
0: weird that they serve fish on airplanes. Anyway, just, I
1: don't want to smell it,
0: and I love
1: fish. I like sh- I like shrimp. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> I just said that very sincerely. We <laughs> all know I, I, I am a fish lover. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to smell it on an airplane. It's not going to be high quality fish, yeah. Probably, so it's going to be smelly. Yeah. So her fish allergy has come up a lot. So that's her little uh, thing now. Now I just want to highlight this rando story. There was a car- there was a um, housewife named Kristen Takeman who was on. I think she was only on one season. She was very boring. She was a she was literally a housewife. She had children with like a rich guy. I think he had like an e-booster. He was like a, um, he sold like some kind of health drink or something. That was how he was rich, her husband. right? So a few years ago, I guess it was longer than that from like 2015 or 2014 when the Ashley Madison website (laughs) suffered a major hack. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. So when that happened, all the subscribers' names were released. If you don't know what Ashley Madison is, it is a dating site for married people to hook up with other people, so that's what it is. It's cheating. Yeah, it's, it's a cheating website. Uh, I love the name Ashley Madison for some reason. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a white trash person's version of a classy name or something. And I say that as white trash, like I could picture one of my cousins naming their daughter that. <laughs> I, I, I Ashley
0: Madison has long fascinated me because just the fact that it exists and they have enough subscribers that they have so many, like they have commercials that we've
1: all heard. Right. Like they have the money to have. Yeah, like it's on air as if we're not all like, wait, what? <laughs> You're not supposed to be proud about this. <laughs> uh, anyway, so her husband, Josh, was outed as one of the avid users of the site. He had been a subscriber from 2011 to 2014 and had accessed the site 62 t- 62 times under the name Mr. Big NYC. <laughs> Oh no. And he is like a dork ass too. Like this is not Mr. Big Hot Level guy at all. So he obviously denied the allegations at first and then fessed up saying that he had joined as a joke.
0: Oh come on. Him and
1: his friends all did it when they were drunk. Come on. Um, yeah. So Kristen but, but then went back sixty-two times. <laughs> 60, look, sometimes a joke only gets funny after you do it and then it's just funny the more you do it. You know, you know how it is. It's an inside joke. So Kristen did not return to Real Housewives after this incident happened, although I doubt she would have been asked back anyway, so uh, good for you. And she did stand by her husband's side through all of this, and they are working on their marriage. Well, good for them. I I have a question about Bethany. Okay. Have you
0: had the Skinny Rita? Wait, what's her brand? (laughs) Skinny Girl. Skinny Girl. Skinny Girl Vodka,
1: right? Yes, but I think there are... I think there's like mixers. So her mixers would be like sugar-free mixers. I feel like she made a ton of money from that, right? She did because she sold it at some point. And it's definitely one of those questions. I'm sorry, I had an article open and one of those ads popped up where it was like, do you have this much earwax? And I'm literally (laughs) physically... (laughs) Because it was like on a paper towel. and It was the largest chunk of earwax I've ever seen. Those ads should be banned. Like, Bethany, get on that (laughs) after you get the seafood off of planes. Because that was fucking vile. So have have you had the skinny girl margarita? No, and I'll tell you why. Because when I get a margarita... I don't use mix. I don't get a mixer margarita. Right. I just like lime juice, tequila, and maybe a dash of triple sec or um, Grand Marnier. So I don't get a sugar. I don't like sugary mixes. Right. So it's not really an issue for me. I don't drink sugary drinks. But I guess if you want to drink sugary drinks, you should probably get one that doesn't have as much sugar. Right. Then, then it's definitely calories that are adding up. Right. I guess so. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't like sugary drinks. It's not like something I drink. But I've never had them, no. But they, they did have them like in stores. I mean, like in restaurants. I had seen them on the menu before. So she must have been making bank. She's definitely, I think, one of the wealthier housewives. Like, legitimately has her own money. I think, um, especially by this point, because she's been in the part of the franchise for so long now. Well, she has done... Like, she... Sonia Wishes that she had Bethany's like business like so, Bethany has a successful business. I think the only question is how successful it is cuz mm-hmm. you've heard things where it's like she sold it for 300 million or maybe it's 17 million. So it's like all over the place. But she definitely is is rich like yes. I mean for sure. Now, I'm going to get into this story about The Latest Housewife. She had her first season. She kind of replaced Bethany, I guess, cuz Bethany left and this woman came on. Her name is Leah McSweeney. She is the one who had the cashmere sweatpants at (laughs) Sonia's fashion show and was upset about it. Now, she has an interesting backstory. Uh, She was raised in the tri-state area. She was a bad Catholic girl. She got into a lot of trouble. She was like at an all-girls Catholic school. Uh, And then it came out during the Real Housewives of New York season 12 premiere, that she had been arrested when she was 19 years old. Now, McSweeney was outside of the Hammerstein Ballroom in Midtown Manhattan when this happened. She had attended a concert that night and had been dancing with a man she had a crush on at the time. When the event wrapped up around 4 a.m., all the concert goers went outside onto the street. McSweeney said she saw she and her crush were kissing when the police decided to clear the crowd and they were pulled away from each other. She explained on the show that she witnessed five officers beating her crush. She said, I had a knee-jerk reaction. I had a half-empty water bottle, threw it, and hit one of the cops in the back, and he punched me in the face, slammed my face into the subway grate three times, and they locked me up now she said that she hadn't meant to hit the police officer with a water bottle Uh, that's what she said she meant to hit the police like I good for her she should hit the police officer but I don't buy for a second that she wasn't trying to do that now she got she got seriously assaulted by this cop it knocked out one of her teeth it broke a second tooth and her face was completely bruised now she said she took the the arrest as a wake-up call it was really bad and what's worse, it was the Fourth of July. So she was like in the cell, you know, she was locked up on Fourth of July, uh, and she's like, I need to get my shit together. Now uh, she ends up suing the New York City Police Department for brutality, and she gets a huge settlement. Now she uses—it's not a huge settlement; it's like seventy-five thousand dollars. But she uses that money to launch her clothing business, Married to the Mob, which is a—I know—Married to the Mob. She owns Married to the Mob. So she launched her business with a settlement from the NYPD. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. So, and that that company became a huge success. She sold off a portion at some point uh, and became a millionaire, basically. Uh, so she still has that clothing company. Like she on the season that she was on so far, like she, we see her designing stuff and whatnot. And that was also why she was kind of irritated with with Sonia. Cause she's like, um, I have a really successful streetwear brand and you're putting me here in something lame like right I think Jenna knows her oh really yes oh that's how I know married to the mob okay I mean that makes sense yeah uh yeah because she's in her 30s like she's she's not old yeah Yeah, she's young so she's the youngest housewife she is she's really funny by the way she also got you know she was gonna be trouble because like her first episode is she's like I stopped drinking when I went on bipolar medication and so, of course, the minute she starts drinking again, oh, wow. it's like she's the wild one. Like she's naked. She got in trouble for throwing tiki torches <laughs> at Ramona's like Hampton's house. Oh no! She's always naked. Like when she gets drunk, and she's just like a wild one. And people and there. This is like the funny thing on Real Housewives when someone is like real. Yeah. And they're like, oh, <laughs> how dare you call us out on our bullshit? Like, so I like Leah. Uh, she's. She's really fun on the show, so I'm glad she's coming back. Now, (laughs) I saved the best for last, and that is Countess Luann. Where do we begin with Countess Luann? This lady is a fucking mess. Look,
0: I never watched New York, but even I know Countess Luann.
1: Well, she's very famous for her hit singles and her cabaret career. (laughs) So that perhaps that is how you know her. I love I love that song that she has called
0: Money Can't Buy You Class. Yeah. There's nothing I love more than uh, an ostensibly trashy, nouveau riche woman singing about how
1: other people aren't classy. Yes, And she also had, oh, Feeling Giovanni was her hit from like the last few seasons. Yeah. Uh, and she has a few others. There's one that, oh, I can't remember the title, but I think I have it written down. Now- Luann started off life as a a nurse in Connecticut. She was also a Wilhelmina model. (laughs) That's an an interesting combination. Uh, Obviously she is, she got famous on this Real Housewives of New York City. She was an OG cast member. She moves at some point is demoted to a friend of the Housewives role for a few seasons, but she's been, she's back now and she is bigger than ever. Now, Another interesting thing about her is in 2011, she guest starred in a Law & Order SVU. The episode is entitled Bully, and she plays a socialite who makes a gruesome discovery. Do you know that episode? Yes. I have a question. Yeah. Where
0: did she get the Countess name from?
1: Well, she married a man named Count Alexandre de Lessep. Della I never know how to say her name. So he, she married someone who had the title. Now there's a lot of controversy about this title, that it's like a bought and paid for kind of title. Uh, that, that he bought and paid that for. That he bought and paid for. And then she, when she married him... She got it. And then when they divorced, she continued using it. I'm going to get into this in a little bit. But she marries another man and she loses that title once she remarries. And now they're, they're divorced, but I'll get into that. So she has lost that title forever. But we will always call her Countess Luann. Look, once a countess, always a countess. Absolutely. Countess is like, it's more of an attitude I agree. <laughs> than anything else. I agree. She also has a book called Class with the Countess, How to Live with Elegance and Flair. Uh, in addition to "Money Can't Buy You Class," she has a she had a second single, "Chic Say La Vie." I know that one. <laughs> Her songs are good, and she had a song called "Girl Code," as well as the one I mentioned, "Feeling Giovanni." Her fifth single was released in 20, September of twenty twenty, and that's called "Viva La Diva." Uh, <laughs> I like how the Wikipedia says, "Written by Grammy winning songwriter and producer Desmond Child." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Now, she, uh, all of this drama for Luann starts pretty much when she begins a relationship with a man named Ton D'Agostino Jr. Now, she had been married to the Count for 17 years. They got divorced in 2009. Uh, she has two kids with the Count. She had a brief relationship with a man named Jacques Azule. <laughs> now, <laughs> I wish you. I wish you would watch these series because Jacques is like he looks like Ross from Friends, but he's French. I'm sorry, he has like long hair. At some point, he becomes a stand-up comedian. No, yes, no. and he does. He so like in the last episode or last season, I think he like opens for her at the cabaret show with his stand-up act. It is so terrible. <sighs> So the Jacques relationship was a real highlight for me because I fucking hated Jacques for no reason. He seems like a really nice guy, but his whole vibe is just so off for me. Uh, so she meets this guy, Tom. This guy had fucked Sonia and Ramona. Like all these people, all fuck the same like ten guys. It seems like they all are like I dated him once or we made out once at a um, Emmy party. Um, they eventually get engaged in February of 2016. According to Luann, Thomas wanted to do the honor on Valentine's Day, but just couldn't wait and gave, Lu- gave Luann an eight-carat canary yellow diamond ring according to her rep. She is over the moon in love with Thomas, considers him her soulmate, and is so happy and grateful to have found love a second time. Now the plan had the pair had planned their wedding during season eight of Real Housewives when Bethany discovered that Tom had been unfaithful. This is a great season, by the way. So Luann, Bethany comes to her in the hotel room. I can't remember where they are. Maybe it's Mexico. And shows her like texts that someone had sent. So she has screen grabs of texts that Tom is sending to other women. Why do I get the feeling that Bethany was so excited to
0: <laughs> break this news to her? Oh,
1: she's just doing it because she wants to help Luann, right? Right. And she she can't live with herself if she didn't do it on camera. Luann rebuffs all these women Uh, telling her these bad things about Tom. She loves Mm -hmm. Tom and they get married on New Year's Eve in 2016. Uh, In December of 2017... Oh, sorry, but they're divorced less than a year later. So this does not work out. Now, in December of 2017, so about a year later, she returns to Palm Beach where she had wed Tom nearly a year earlier. And this is when she gets arrested and charged with battery, trespassing, and disorderly intoxication. Now... After she's released, she rings in the new year in rehab. Uh, she <laughs> A lot of the upcoming seasons after this will focus on her um, trying to maintain her sobriety and uh, trying to um, obey her probation, right. which says she can't drink, right? So after her split with Tom, she gives an interview to Andy Cohen, who is the Bravo... Is he like run Bravo? I don't even know what his deal is. He's like the head of Bravo in my mind. Same, same. <laughs> he's like the he's like the real housewives. He hosts all the reunions, etc. She says, Tom went out and he called up an old girlfriend and they met up with a group of people and I didn't know about it. I found out about the next day in the press, so that was it for me, the final straw. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I mean, this is hilarious because she knew he was a cheater <laughs> the whole time, but she had her final straw. Now, according to the police report obtained by... Us magazine, Luann trespassed in a hotel room with an unidentified man shortly before she was booked in Palm Beach on Christmas Eve 2017. She was accused of assaulting a police officer as he attempted to take her into custody. She slammed the door in Officer O'Leary's face. She struck him on the forehead, the police report read. After she managed to slip out of her handcuffs... (laughs) Luanne told the officer <laughs> she was going to fucking kill all of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. So she's charged with battery trespassing and disorderly intoxication. She blames all of her behavior on this split from Tom. She says... <laughs> Afterwards, after it all goes down, I want to offer my most sincere apology to anyone that I might have offended with my behavior. The best kind of apology. This is my first time in Palm Beach since my wedding and being here brought up buried emotions. I am committed to a transformative and hopeful 2018. How do you do sobriety and be on Real Housewives? Uh, not very well, Rachel. So following her arrest, Luann checks into a treatment facility. She completes her first stint before the end of January 2018. So she says, it's good to be home. I'm doing great. She tweeted that.
0: <laughs> so, so she only did like a 30-day stay.
1: Yeah. Spending time with friends and families. Thanking everyone for your continued good wishes and support. April of 2018, Luann told uh, told Us Magazine that she had gotten past her dark period. I'm not totally through it completely, but I'm optimistic it's going to turn out well, and everything is going in that direction for me. I feel so positive. The girl code, uh, I'm sorry, but she hit a rough patch when her ex-husband and two kids filed a lawsuit against her, signing a breach in their divorce deal. So she gets sued by her count husband (gasps) and her two, I think they're grown kids. There was something weird about her real estate purchases that she always had to have them in the trust whenever she bought something with her divorce settlement. So it was something related to that. This sends her into a bender. After the news of the lawsuit breaks, she checks back into rehab um, following an intervention led by Bethany Frankel. Uh Uh-oh. Look. (laughs) Look. As someone who's had an intervention...
0: Bethany Frankel is the last person (laughs) I would want leading that.
1: Yeah. So she misses the season 10 reunion taping because she's in rehab. Uh, Bravo, of course, supports her decision to focus on her health, da 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 She later admitted that being sued by her kids was a big hiccup. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, in August of 2018, she avoids jail time, uh, for by accepting a plea deal in that case. Like she finally goes on trial for whatever she did with the cops. She accepts a plea deal. Um, she has a one-year probation and she is ordered to complete 50 hours of community service and go to two Alcoholics Anonymous meetings per week as well as attend a victim impact class with Mothers Against Drunk Driving. In March of 2019, she tells Us Magazine that she is taking her sobriety day by day. (laughs) I do the best that I can. I get on stage and keeps me busy and it keeps me focused on my cabaret. I get to put my creative energy into that and it keeps me out of trouble. I'm doing yoga and taking care of myself and hanging out with less people that are prone to partying. Now, this is a big problem for Luann because she's on the cabaret scene which is a lot of partying and drinking because these are cabaret shows that are really all about everyone yelling at her this is not like you're sitting down quietly and watching someone perform cabaret it's like a rowdy show um so her ca- her castmates become worried about her countess and friends cabaret show and they're concerned that she's not going to be able to keep up her sobriety being in that kind of environment uh, she says, no, I filmed an entire season without drinking. If you can get through Housewives without drinking, you can get through anything. I believe that. Well, a month later, Luann failed an alcohol test. <laughs> <laughs> According to the paperwork previously obtained by us, she admitted to having two glasses of mimosas after a performance she had in Chicago. Luann was offered the opportunity to immediately enroll in outpatient treatment, but declined because of her cabaret touring schedule. She also opted not to wear her alcohol ankle monitoring device because it was too intrusive.
0: Well, how did she get away
1: with not wearing that? <laughs> well, following her relapse, she was ordered to appear in Palm Beach court once again. So this is May of 2019. While a judge initially ordered her back to jail, reportedly telling her she didn't take her probation seriously, she struck a new plea deal and was released from custody. She said the reports were false and that the judge was understanding of her and she wanted to put this behind her and move forward with her life. Now, the terms of the second plea deal were much stricter. Uh, She would also have to have weekly telephone counseling sessions and monthly in-person sessions with her treating psychiatrist. She had to maintain a breathalyzed monitoring device, that was directed by her probation officer. And she also was instructed to take Antabuse, which is an alcoholism oh. medication that was prescribed by her doctor. Now, what is that, Rachel? Oh, okay. Antabuse.
0: I don't hear about people taking Antabuse a lot anymore. I guess they still do prescribe it. I Look, I don't believe it works if you're a real alcoholic. Basically what it is, is it's a medication you take that if you drink while you're on it, it makes you violently ill. So the purpose of it is supposed to deter the alcoholic from drinking. But if you're an alcoholic, that shit don't matter. You're still going to drink. Right. It doesn't matter how violently ill you're going to get. You're used to being kind of (laughs) sick, probably, right? Yeah, that's not
1: going to deter you. Uh, Okay, so... Luann does manage to get through this probation period, and she is filming Real Housewives. It might be season 11. Yeah, it's season 11. The girls take a trip to Miami, and it's not to celebrate her getting off her probation, but for Luann, it might be a little bit of a celebration. Now, this is one of the most famous Real Housewives episodes ever. It takes place in Miami. Uh <laughs> It has the dinner party breakdown. Now, throughout this whole trip, Luanne is an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, There's so many things she does on this. She tries to get... For her, AA is so performative. Rachel, you would lose it during this episode. She tries to get Sonia to go to AA with her because Sonia has had a few episodes where she's really wasted. Sonia goes with her, but Luann has all these rules, like you can't wear that to AA. She talks about how she likes to speak at AA because it reminds her of performing at the cabaret. Uh, Sonia is very affected and 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 upset after going to AA and and Luann's kind of dismissive because it's almost like AA is her thing or something <laughs> like that it's such a weird thing and poor Sonia is just like always crying and Luann is just being like a total bitch to her now the thing that <laughs> the then the group all wants to have like a lunch together but Luann is determined to go to the beach she's like I'm in Miami and I want to go to the beach I'm going to bring this up because this is one of the most infuriating scenes I've ever seen on television The girls order lunch from a restaurant. They order like salads and healthy food and a bunch of order of truffle fries. Now... When the order comes, the truffle fries are not there. They text Luann to go pick up the truffle fries from the restaurant on her way back from the beach. She ignores all their texts and she's just... So the scene is the girl's like, can you please get the truffle fries? And Luann is just at the beach lounging about like literally like with the um, metal thing under her chin, (laughs) whatever, like ignoring their text. And she never... So then she just arrives without the fries. And the girls are so upset. And I was honestly watching her sit there. I was so fucking on the edge of my seat about the french fries (laughs) it was so upsetting so that starts all the girls off on like a really bad foot with luann if i was luann's
0: sponsor and i saw that she did that to her friends i would have a serious talking to her
1: now she's lounging about the girls are all upset because sonia is upset they're upset about the fries she finally leaves the beach but she stops on her way uh, to look at a poster of herself, so she goes to a hotel where there is a Countess and Friends cabaret poster, and she literally by herself just goes to look at the poster and stares at it. While she's looking at it, she says, "Amazing." <laughs> so I'm just like, as it's such a well, it's such a well filmed like piece of reality television. Cause we all see what Luann is doing and they don't know. And we're like infuriated for all of the people who are sort of waiting for Luann. Just when she strolls up to that poster, she's like, ah, oh. <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> it is such an incredible scene. Now, obviously when she comes back, everyone is very upset. She's like, I'm in Miami. I wanted to go to the beach. Now Sonia is very emotional. Luann accuses her of her of just wanting a lot of attention. She starts blaming. They have a dinner, of course, that night. Uh, Luann is upset because people won't wait for her to blow dry her hair. They also had massage people come, and everyone had to sign up for them. But because Luann was at the beach, she was last on the list and very upset about that because she felt by the time they got to her, there weren't going to be as invested in really giving her a good massage, <laughs> and she would feel rushed because she had to get for dinner. Now, all of these complaints are further infuriating everybody. They go to this restaurant um, for dinner. Barbara is there. Barbara is one of the saddest reality show characters ever. She's just literally something for Luann to kick and step on. <laughs> no one really likes her. She doesn't fit in. But then people try to be like, you have to like go for it. Like, Do you know those reality... Co- they try to give them a pep topic of how to fit in, and they're just not going to do it. Um, at some point... Bethany and Lu- like Bethany is losing it because she's like I put you the rehab like she got her in this expensive rehab apparently uh, that Luann kind of bailed out after a few uh, days or a few weeks maybe this is the infamous scene where uh, Bethany says to Luann life is not a cabaret Luann <laughs> <laughs> now look
0: I I I would hope that Bethany has had that in her pocket for 10 seasons.
1: Knowing Bethany, I did. Now a major beef with Bethany right now is that this is after her boyfriend, Dennis, has died. So this is the season after she's dealt with this. She had been dealing it when, when she helped Luann. Her boyfriend had just died. And Luann has not done asked one time of Bethany, how are you doing? It's all about Luann. Luann is a huge narcissist. This is such a classic example of someone who's physically sober, but not emotionally sober. Yes. Now at some point, Bethany says to Luann, when's the last time you asked me about how I am about Dennis? And Luann looks at her and said, when's the last time you asked me how I am? (laughs) And Bethany goes off. She says, All the time. Now, Bethany absolutely loses it. She is hyperventilating during this speech. She says, every fucking day it's about you. Every fucking second it's about you. Oh, because I didn't get a massage. Because you're an asshole and you didn't even have lunch with us today. Now, Louette, everyone is like, (laughs) oh. Because she is going off in the middle of a fucking restaurant. Like, I would love to see a real housewife being filmed in this type of scene going off in the restaurant. She goes off. um, She's yelling at the table. Um, The other women are kind of chiming in slightly. They're like, you're missing her pain. You're not getting it. Like, it's all this kind of stuff. Um, Bethany eventually leaves because she's hyperventilating and having a panic attack. Uh, And Luann kind of tries to apologize. And she's like, I wasn't in a good place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bethany's very upset because she apparently got her into a very good rehab that was a lot of money and she like paid for it. And this is uh, after she says that, you know, you left the fucking rehab. I got you two weeks free. Uh, You left because you had cabaret. It was cabaret. You're a sicko. Cabaret, you left rehab. (laughs) You're sick. Look, she made some points. Look, Bethany is completely in the right here. absolutely. Um, everyone's very concerned because Bethany is clearly having a major panic attack at this point. She's out of control. Also, Bethany never, um, deals with her emotions. So this is probably the first time she's ever even said anything, anything like this out loud, even about her boyfriend, like her her first admission of the pain that she felt about that. Cause she kind of is like me. She just moves forward and gets herself busy instead of dealing with it. So I think ultimately it is cathartic for her. This is Bethany's last season (laughs) of Real Housewives though. So she does move on after this. It's such a good scene. Like I had not watched that season and I watched it over quarantine And when I I I literally was anticipating this episode because I had heard about it for so long, and it was just everything that I had heard and better. Like it is just not to be believed. And and Luann is filmed being such a piece of shit the whole episode that when it happens, you're just so grateful she's finally getting her ass torn apart. Right. So yeah, that's the Luann story, and she is now not. She drinks now. I I mean, and to Luann's credit. I don't know that she was an alcoholic. Right. Like she might have had a problem or right. like out of control problem in certain circumstances. But I never quite was like, ah, oh, she needs to stop drinking like I have felt with some people. Right. Because they all kind of drink a lot. Um, like Look, it's not a Kim Richards situation, right. I think. Look, Luann might just be a hard drinker. Yeah. And she might not, she might need to like be in control of her behavior more. If like, she can
0: control her drinking, then clearly she's not an alcoholic
1: yes so yeah i don't know i mean who am i to say but i definitely was always kind of like she's drinking again like there's no way that's not happening so i'm just gonna end on one of my favorite real housewife of all time moments because i don't know where else i'll ever be able to talk about it that is a housewife who was on i think seasons five and six her name is Aviva Drescher. Uh, you, do you know who Aviva is? What franchise was it? She's New York, and she sort of became well-known for her prosthetic leg. Now, she's very, she was talked about a lot on the show. In fact, she even told us a horrifying story about how she came to get this prosthetic leg or how her leg was amputated. When she was 12 years old, She, her family had a barn and a farm, and she went into the barn, and they had one of those abattoir, like meat, conveyor belts for oh. when you're hanging up uh, hooked animals I think and it kind of scrolls around uh, so she tried to jump over that thing as it was moving oh. and her leg got caught and crushed she couldn't turn off the emergency switch so her leg was crushed in that machine and she had to have it amputated so it was like a really horrifying story uh, when she told it finally. Now she was not a very popular cast member. Uh, I can't remember exactly why, but she just never quite fit in. She was a little um, mean uh, kind of character. She just never kind of clicked, I think. And maybe she felt insecure and sometimes acted out. Now her famous moment though, she did have one of the best moments in the sixth season people were talking about how phony she was. No, that's what it was. People thought she was phony. They thought she was like planting stories, all that kind of typical housewife shit. She's in a public setting with these women. It was like some kind of charity event, I think. They were accusing her of being phony. They were telling her that that's why they don't like her. She's a, you know, she's just always not a real person. At some point during this event, she takes off her prosthetic leg and she screams at the women, the only thing that's artificial or fake about me is this. And she slammed her leg on the table in (gasps) front of the classy like setting. (laughs) Good for her. (laughs) And it was such an incredible, outrageous housewife moment. You need one of these at least every few weeks, I think. Like a moment where you can just keep going. right? Because otherwise you don't want to watch. Right. So yeah, I mean, I just wanted to give a slight shout out to Aviva because we haven't heard much from her, but she has an iconic Housewives moment that needed to be mentioned if we're talking about New York Housewives. And there are other things I'll get to, but maybe we'll have them on another Housewives show. Absolutely. that's all I have for today. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And and again, if you'd like to hear more about uh, Jen Shaw of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, go hop on over to Everyone's Business but Mine.
1: I want to hear it. I'm going to hop on. I'm going to hop on when you leave. Yeah. I'm going to put it in my car. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it in my headphones
0: because I got rid of my car. <laughs> All All right, right. Yeah.
1: So that's that. Hope it was a fun episode. We yeah. thought we had some heavy ones lately. So we're doing a lighten it up. That's right. One and, and, ne- and next week is my birthday. Oh, yeah. So expect something stupid.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, I don't know what I'm doing yet. No. It'll, it'll be, be fun. Yeah, it'll, it'll do be fun. One.
1: Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.